Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, it's Obi Malafano, former safety from UConn, and you're listening on the thin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the thin side. It ain't the left side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side. As Paul Pickett and Brian Catanzaro digest their Miami Dolphins specific big board as we approach the NFL draft, we did this a couple of months ago, as a lot of you tuned in for, and we're going to revisit that now. But before we do that, we're going to go ahead and take nine players off the board, not specifically because they're not going to be there. Anything can happen. We saw that last year with Laramie Tunzel falling to the number 13 pick. Hopefully, nobody gets caught with a gas mask smoking marijuana this year but in case that does happen you never know so uh, we're going to take these nine players off the board because they tend to dominate the conversation if we leave them on there defensive end miles garrett from texas a&m defensive end solomon thomas from stanford safeties jamal adams from lsu and malik hooker from ohio state cornerback marshawn Lattimore from ohio state defensive tackle jonathan allen from alabama linebacker Ruben foster from alabama running back Leonard Fournette from LSU, and tight end O.J. Howard from Alabama. So, Paul, before we get into our top five board, you know, two players who do have an an opportunity to fall down the board a little bit, maybe to that 22 pick, maybe within arm's reach of a trade-up, are Reuben Foster, the linebacker from Alabama, and his teammate defensive tackle Jonathan Allen. Looking at those two players, which one would you rather have, and would you consider trading up for either? There's no player in this draft I'd trade up for, at least not as far as we'd be able to move realistically. And with Miami only having seven picks, I I don't love the idea because then you'd have to not only give up a pick, but also look for a lot more opportunities to trade down. And this is a draft that the depth is a big factor in. And I, I don't love the idea of moving up. As far as which one of them, I can get where Reuben Foster would make sense for a lot of people, but... The NFL's moved to a scenario where you're in the nickel 60, 75% of the time against all these three receiver sets, whether you're in a big nickel, whether you're in the traditional nickel. And so drafting a linebacker in the first round, who do you take off the field on third down? Do you take off the guy you just paid $6 million a year to get in Timmons? Do you take Kiko Alonso off the field? Probably not. And now you're, you're having to debate whether you go to the nickel or not to keep your first rounder on the field, or does he only get on the field for 25% of your snap? And, and I don't love that idea. I mean, the guy's a thumper, don't get me wrong. But unfortunately, linebacker is a position that's not going to have a huge amount of value for the Dolphins in round one. Now, Allen's a guy that might be a thought at, at the position because he will see the field a decent bit given the Dolphins' defensive line rotation. But again, I, I still would never move up to take the guy. Yeah, based on physical ability, I would take either Jonathan Allen or Ruben Foster there at 22 all day. Would even consider trading up a little bit if we're talking about, say, maybe a third and a fifth rounder to move up a little bit to get them. But my bigger thing is not even specifically what you alluded to and that it's more of a pass-based league now, but that you look at both players and I, I think if they fall to the teens that across the league, you have half the league now 
who has genuine concern about the injuries that they do have. And Reuben Foster has a few additional issues too. You know, he, he had the incident at the NFL draft combine where he was sent home. Also has had some issues as well and some questions about who he hangs out with. So that that's another issue too. But yeah, overall, I, I agree with your point that it's, it's probably not worth trading up for either of these players. Looking at our boards here, Paul, at 22, we'll dive into that. So again, we're taking nine players off the board. Garrett, Solomon Thomas, Jamal Adams, Hooker, Lattimore, Foster, Allen, Fournette, and O.J. Howard. Take those nine players off the board. Who is your number five guy? Now, this is probably going to get a few Dolphins fans up in arms, but I'm okay with that. I think Miami is okay in their own minds at the guard position. And I think this guy is somebody that, if he's there, offers a lot of trade-up possibilities for Miami to be able to move back a few picks and still get one of these guys I've got in my top four. For me, Forrest Lamp actually slid from my number two about a month ago to my number five here. And I don't feel bad about that at all. It's, he's a great player. He's got a lot of upside. I just don't think he's going to be the guy that Miami goes with here. I don't think he I don't think the Dolphins will take Forrest Lamp at twenty two. I sure hope they do, which is what I'll get to a little bit later. But yeah, I mean I I I think Forrest Lamp at, at that spot. In fact, I'll, I'll, you know what? The heck with that. I'm, I'll, I'll get to that later. My number five guy is going to be Florida linebacker Jared Davis, a 6'1", 234 pounds. And a lot of people thought that he wasn't going to test out that well, and he proved everybody wrong. At 234 pounds, he had a 38 and a half inch vertical, ran under 4'6". And when he's on the field, he really shows that athleticism. Now, uh, something that you had said before, Paul, Lawrence Timmons playing middle linebacker. So you may have to look at Timmons or Jared Davis playing that strong side backer position. I'm fine with that if, if it comes down to it. Because number one, I think the Lawrence Timmons signing was stupid. Two years, $12 million, almost all guaranteed for a declining football player. And I think you really long term with a Jared Davis can improve the speed in the middle of your defense. My number four player is going to be somebody I know is a little higher on your list, and that's Obi Melifonwu out of UConn. Uh, I think that the potential for him to play that free safety role with Rashad Jones playing strong safety, Melifonwu, if he adapts quickly, and I believe he will or else I wouldn't be talking about him here, would be able to cover a very wide range of the field with his speed, ran a 4-4, and also great tape on the kid too. And with his size at 6'4", 220 pounds, assuming that he can move around the field well and there's not a lot of lankiness because of his size, then I think he's also going to cover a lot of ground. Paul, who's number four on your list? I actually wanted to go with Jared Davis here, but my arguments for Ruben Foster still hold true, given the fact that you've got Timmons now, for a couple of years at a decent salary. You've got Kiko Alonso for the next several years now. And linebacker, unfortunately, for the third linebacker spot is no longer a premium position that, that you really need, given the fact that you're in the nickel so often. And, and I had to go with Kevin King here. I think he's a corner that could come in and, and help right away. They can find a role for him on this defense. And if you're in the nickel a lot, you definitely need corner bodies. And, and, and Kevin King's a guy that could step in immediately and help out. Has a lot of size to him. In fact, a lot of people have compared him to former Dolphin Sean Smith because of that range and that lankiness. My third guy is going to be defensive end Taco Charlton out of Michigan. He's falling a little bit on some boards for a couple of reasons. One, he really didn't turn it on at Michigan until his final year, but he did have nine sacks in his final 10 games here at Michigan. 6'6", 275 pounds. I think he'd add a lot of size to the Dolphins 
front line. And even with the rawness, he's got he's going to be able to sit behind a couple of veterans and Cameron Way, uh, Andre Branch, and William Hayes too. So Taco Charlton, I think there's at worst he's going to be a good player because of his size and his run stopping ability. At best, I think he may be able to push a Jason Pierre Paul like comparison. Paul, your third guy. My third guy, I went ahead and and this is more a little bit of a reach here. I'd love it, especially in the scenarios we've talked about with Miami potentially trading down. But a guy I definitely want to see Miami target, I think he's going to go too early for their second round pick, but might be a reach of 22. And that's Jordan Willis, the defensive end. I think he's a guy that has tremendous upside, could end up being one of the better players in this draft. And it's at a position of need for the Dolphins. Maybe not as much this year, even though they need a little more depth this year for the rotation. But down the road, I think he's going to be that, a big answer for this team. Yeah, Jordan Willis is somebody that was close on my list, too. I mean, I, he would have been very, very close uh, for, for my top five or two, especially after blowing uh, the doors off there at the NFL draft combine and in this pro day. Uh, number two for me, Paul, is going to be T.J. Watt. I have really battled this in my mind a lot because a question I ask myself is, if this guy's, if this guy's name was Joe Smith and he were the same exact player, did the exact same things, same height, same weight, same speed, would I think of him this highly? And the answer would probably be pretty close because 6'5", 255, or 250 pounds, 20, 21-year-old kid, filled out very well. Obviously, it does, he has the bloodlines with his brother, J.J. Watt. I think this is a player who could allow Lawrence Timmons to stay in the middle, have Kiko at weak side. He could be that strong side linebacker. Now, even though that player only tends to play 25 to 30 percent of defensive snaps, he can also move down on third down uh, to play opposite Cameron Wake, play opposite Andre Branch. And now you've really got a four man, three or four man, really good defensive end rotation on pass downs, too. Paul, who's your second guy? My number two here, I, I went back to the cornerback well, and, and a guy that seemed to be out of reach a few weeks ago seems to be sliding into this range, and, and that's Gary and Conley. I think he's got decent size for the position. He can play a lot, and he can be that guy that's on the field a decent amount of the time, just like with Kevin King. Yeah, Conley is moving up boards. I know Ian Wharton's really high on him. And believe me, it's not just because he's an Ohio State fan. I've seen him rank Ohio State players lower in previous years than – other draft Knicks would. So you bet. So Paul, going back uh, to number one, I don't think it's going to be a surprise who our number ones are. Who's your guy? I don't think either of our number ones have changed from a month ago, which is fine. It speaks to the stability of the, of these players at that position. I know a lot of our boards have changed behind them, but really for me, it's Obi Melifon. With the points I was making about the linebackers, I'll make the exact same points about the safety position. Obi can play the run well. He gets a little bit of a bad rap from that because he's not a big hitter, but he's a sure tackler that can make those plays at the line of scrimmage. He can play deep middle. He can slide the corner. He can cover the tight end. And really, if you look beyond game eight, if you look at Miami in a really a big nickel 4-2-5 type scenario, any of their safeties when they get TJ McDonald can come up and play in the box. Two of their three safeties can play the deep part of the field. And that creates a lot of mismatch opportunities and opportunities for quarterbacks to read the defense incorrectly and make some bad guesses and estimations that only help the defensive line in terms of being able to get to the quarterback, that only help in run support, that only help every aspect of this defense. 
And for me, that's why I look at a player like Obi, who, let's face it, blew, you talk about Jordan Willis blowing the doors off the combine. Holy crap, this kid did it at 6'4", 220. And he can play safety, he can play pass, and he can play run. It, it's a knockout no-brainer for me to take Obi here. My number one guy is going to be Forrest Lamp, the guard from Western Kentucky. He's moving from left tackle, but I think he checkmarks so many boxes in terms of ability, in terms of need. Uh, went to the Senior Bowl, was the best offensive lineman there. Uh, played against Alabama and LSU uh, and really showed that he he belonged with the big boys. In fact, uh, C.K. Parrott before said when he went up against Alabama, he made the Tim Williams and the Jonathan Allens and the Reuben Fosters look overrated. And I agree with that statement. Players who go to the NFL draft combine and they're, or excuse me, go players who go to the senior bowl and dominate and they're six, four, 310 pounds, and they run a five flat and they have 34 bench press reps. There's so little room for that player to bust. I think at his worst, he's going to be like Justin Pugh from the New York giants, where he's a really good guard. Also has the flexibility to play tackle. At his best, I think he can be a Zach Martin. Somewhere in between, but regardless, offensive line for the Miami Dolphins is a position that has to be good this year because Ryan Tannehill is not somebody who creates a lot of opportunities for himself. And Jay Ajayi was hit in the backfield way too often last year. You have an offensive line from left to right with Tunzel, Forrest Lamp, Mike Pouncey, hopefully he stays healthy. And then at right guard, you put somebody in there and then at right tackle, you have Juwan James. I think you're going to have an potentially a offensive line and that's what needs to happen that will do it for our top five board heading into the nfl draft you can follow us on the fin side on facebook twitter spreaker youtube and on itunes as well this is brian kett kettens arrow i'm joined by paul picken and if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side it is on the fin side solo d take us home it ain't the left side or the right side and it must be the fin side it ain't the left side, left side or the right, right side. side, and it must be the fifth side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Catton.